एम लक्ष्मीकांत इंडियन पॉलिटी चैप्टर 22 पार्लियामेंट डिवाइसेस ऑफ पार्लियामेंट्री प्रोसीडिंग्स क्वेश्चन आर द फर्स्ट आर ऑफ एवरी पार्लियामेंट्री सिटिंग इज स्लॉटेड फॉर दिस ड्यूरिंग दिस टाइम द मेंबर्स आस्क क्वेश्चंस एंड द मिनिस्टर्स यूजुअली गिव आंसर्स द क्वेश्चंस आर ऑफ थ्री काइंड्स नेमली स्टार्ड अनस्टार्ड एंड शॉर्ट नोटिस A starred question distinguished by an asterisk requires an oral answer and hence supplementary questions can follow. An unstarred question on the other hand requires a written answer and hence supplementary questions cannot follow. A short notice question is one that is asked by giving a notice of less than 10 days. It is answered orally. In addition to the ministers the questions can also be asked to the private members thus a question may be addressed to a private member if the subject matter of the question relates to some bill resolution or other matter connected with the business of the house for which that member is responsible the procedure in regard to such question is the same as that followed in the case of questions addressed to a minister the list of starred unstarred Short notice questions and questions to private members are printed in green, white, light pink and yellow color respectively to distinguish them from one another. 0R Unlike the question R, the 0R is not mentioned in the rules of procedure. Thus it is an informal device available to the members of the parliament to raise matters without any prior notice. The zero R starts immediately after the question R and lasts until the agenda for the day, regular business of the house, is taken up. In other words, the time gap between the question R and the agenda is known as zero R. It is an Indian innovation in the field of parliamentary procedures and has been in existence since 1962. Motions. No discussion on a matter of general public importance can take place except on a motion made with the consent of the presiding officer. The house expresses its decisions or opinions on various issues through the adoption or rejection of motions moved by either ministers or private members. The motions moved by the members to raise discussions on various matters fall into three principal categories. One substantive motion it is a self-contained independent proposal dealing with a very important matter like impeachment of the president or removal of chief election commissioner. Two substitute motion it is a motion that is moved in substitution of an original motion and proposes an alternative to it. If adopted by the house it supersedes the original motion. Three subsidiary motion it is a motion that by itself has no meaning and cannot state the decision of the house without reference to the original motion or proceedings of the house it is divided into three subcategories a ancillary motion it is used as the regular way of proceeding with various kinds of business b superseding motion it is moved in the course of debate on another issue and seeks to supersede that issue C amendment 
it seeks to modify or substitute only a part of the original motion. Closure motion It is a motion moved by a member to cut short the debate on a matter before the House. If the motion is approved by the House, debate is stopped forthwith and the matter is put to vote. There are four kinds of closure motions. A. Simple closure, it is one when a member moves that the matter having been sufficiently discussed be now put to vote. B. Closure by compartments, in this case, the clauses of a bill or a lengthy resolution are grouped into parts before the commencement of the debate. The debate covers the part as a whole and the entire part is put to vote. C. Kangaru closure, under this type, only important clauses are taken up for debate and voting and the intervening clauses are skipped over and taken as passed. D. Guillotine closure, it is one when the undiscussed clauses of a bill or a resolution are also put to vote along with the discussed ones due to want of time, as the time allotted for the discussion is over. Privilege motion it is concerned with the breach of parliamentary privileges by a minister. It is moved by a member when he feels that a minister has committed a breach of privilege of the House or one or more of its members by withholding facts of a case or by giving wrong or distorted facts. Its purpose is to censure the concerned minister. Calling Attention Motion it is introduced in the Parliament by a member to call the attention of a minister to a matter of urgent public importance and to seek an authoritative statement from him on that matter. Like the Zero R, it is also an Indian innovation in the parliamentary procedure and has been in existence since 1954. However, unlike the Zero R, it is mentioned in the Rules of Procedure. Adjournment Motion it is introduced in the Parliament to draw attention of the House to a definite matter of urgent public importance and needs the support of 50 members to be admitted. As it interrupts the normal business of the House, it is regarded as an extraordinary device. It involves an element of censure against the government and hence Rajya Sabha is not permitted to make use of this device. The discussion on an adjournment motion should last for not less than 2 hours and 30 minutes. The right to move a motion for an adjournment of the business of the House is subject to the following restrictions. 1. It should raise a matter which is definite, factual, urgent and of public importance. 2. It should not cover more than one matter. 3. It should be restricted to a specific matter of recent occurrence and should not be framed in general terms. 4. It should not raise a question of privilege. 5. It should not revive discussion on a matter that has been discussed in the same session. 6. It should not deal with any matter that is under adjudication by court. And 7. It should not raise any question that can be raised on a distinct motion. No Confidence Motion Article 75 of the Constitution says that the Council of Ministers shall be collectively responsible to the Lok Sabha. It means that the ministry stays in office so long as it enjoys confidence of the majority of the members of the Lok Sabha. 
In other words, the Lok Sabha can remove the ministry from office by passing a no-confidence motion. The motion needs the support of 50 members to be admitted. Confidence Motion The motion of confidence has come up as a new procedural device to cope with the emerging situations of fractured mandates resulting in hung parliament, minority governments and coalition governments. The governments formed with wafer-thin majority have been called upon by the President to prove their majority on the floor of the House. The government of the day, sometimes, on its own, seeks to prove its majority by moving a motion of confidence and winning the confidence of the House. If the confidence motion is negatived, it results in the fall of the government. Censure Motion A censure motion is different from a no-confidence motion as shown in Table 22.2. Motion of Thanks the first session after each general election and the first session of every fiscal year is addressed by the President. In this address, the President outlines the policies and programs of the government in the preceding year and ensuing year. This address of the President, which corresponds to the speech from the throne in Britain, is discussed in both the Houses of Parliament on a motion called the Motion of Thanks. At the end of the discussion, the motion is put to vote. This motion must be passed in the House. Otherwise, it amounts to the defeat of the government. This inaugural speech of the President is an occasion available to the members of Parliament to raise discussions and debates to examine and criticize the government and administration for its lapses and failures. No day yet named motion. It is a motion that has been admitted by the Speaker but no date has been fixed for its discussion. The Speaker, after considering the state of business in the House and in consultation with the Leader of the House or on the recommendation of the Business Advisory Committee, allots a day or days or part of a day for the discussion of such a motion. Dilatory Motion it is a motion for the adjournment of the debate on a bill motion resolution etc. or a motion to retard or delay the progress of a business under consideration of the House. It can be moved by a member at any time after a motion has been made. The debate on a dilatory motion must be restricted to the matter contained in such motion. If the Speaker is of the opinion that such a motion is an abuse of the rules of the House, he may either forthwith put the question thereon or decline to propose the question. Point of Order A member can raise a point of order when the proceedings of the House do not follow the normal rules of procedure. A point of order should relate to the interpretation or enforcement of the rules of the House or such articles of the Constitution that regulate the business of the House and should raise a question that is within the cognizance of the Speaker. It is usually raised by an opposition member in order to control the government. It is an extraordinary device as it suspends the proceedings before the House. No debate is allowed on a point of order. Censure motion versus no confidence motion. Half an hour discussion. It is meant for discussing a matter of sufficient public importance, 
which has been subjected to a lot of debate and the answer to which needs elucidation on a matter of fact. The speaker can allot three days in a week for such discussions. There is no formal motion or voting before the House. Short Duration Discussion It is also known as to our discussion as the time allotted for such a discussion should not exceed two hours. The members of the Parliament can raise such discussions on a matter of urgent public importance. The Speaker can allot two days in a week for such discussions. There is neither a formal motion before the House nor voting. This device has been in existence since 1953. Special Mention a matter which is not a point of order or which cannot be raised during question hour, half an hour discussion, short duration discussion or under adjournment motion, calling attention notice or under any rule of the house can be raised under the special mention in the Rajya Sabha. Its equivalent procedural device in the Lok Sabha is known as notice, mention, under Rule 377. Resolutions the members can move resolutions to draw the attention of the House or the Government to matters of general public interest. The discussion on a resolution is strictly relevant to and within the scope of the resolution. A member who has moved a resolution or amendment to a resolution cannot withdraw the same except by leave of the House. Resolutions are classified into three categories. 1. Private Members' Resolution it is one that is moved by a private member other than a minister. It is discussed only on alternate Fridays and in the afternoon sitting. 2. Government resolution. It is one that is moved by a minister. It can be taken up any day from Monday to Thursday. 3. Statutory resolution. It can be moved either by a private member or a minister. It is so called because it is always tabled in pursuance of a provision in the Constitution or an Act of Parliament. Resolutions are different from motions in the following respects. All resolutions come in the category of substantive motions, that is to say, every resolution is a particular type of motion. All motions need not necessarily be substantive. Further, all motions are not necessarily put to vote of the House, whereas all the resolutions are required to be voted upon. Youth Parliament The scheme of Youth Parliament was started on the recommendation of the 4th All India Whips Conference. Its objectives are 1. To acquaint the younger generations with practices and procedures of Parliament. 2. To imbibe the spirit of discipline and tolerance cultivating character in the minds of youth and 3. To inculcate in the student community the basic values of democracy and to enable them to acquire a proper perspective on the functioning of democratic institutions. The Ministry of Parliamentary Affairs provides necessary training and encouragement to the states in introducing the scheme. Legislative Procedure in Parliament the legislative procedure is identical in both the Houses of Parliament. Every bill has to pass through the same stages in each House. A bill is a proposal for legislation and it becomes an act or law when duly enacted. 
Bills introduced in the Parliament are of two kinds, public bills and private bills, also known as government bills and private members' bills respectively. Though both are governed by the same general procedure and pass through the same stages in the House, they differ in various respects as shown in Table 22.3. The bills introduced in the Parliament can also be classified into four categories. 1. Ordinary bills, which are concerned with any matter other than financial subjects. 2. Money bills, which are concerned with the financial matters like taxation, public expenditure, etc. 3. Financial bills, which are also concerned with financial matters, but are different from money bills. 4. Constitution Amendment Bills, which are concerned with the amendment of the provisions of the Constitution. The Constitution has laid down separate procedures for the enactment of all the four types of bills. The procedures with regard to ordinary bills, money bills and financial bills are explained here. The procedure with regard to Constitution Amendment Bills is explained in detail in Chapter 10. Ordinary Bills Every ordinary bill has to pass through the following five stages in the Parliament before it finds a place on the statute book. 1. First Reading An ordinary bill can be introduced in either House of Parliament. Such a bill can be introduced either by a minister or by any other member. The member who wants to introduce the bill has to ask for the leave of the House. When the House grants leave to introduce the bill, the mover of the bill introduces it by reading its title and objectives. No discussion on the bill takes place at this stage. Later, the bill is published in the Gazette of India. If a bill is published in the Gazette before its introduction, leave of the House to introduce the bill is not necessary. The introduction of the bill and its publication in the Gazette constitute the first reading of the bill. 2. Second Reading During this stage, the bill receives not only the general but also the detailed scrutiny and assumes its final shape. Hence, it forms the most important stage in the enactment of a bill. In fact, this stage involves three more substages, namely, stage of general discussion, committee stage and consideration stage. A. Stage of general discussion The printed copies of the bill are distributed to all the members. The principles of the bill and its provisions are discussed generally, but the details of the bill are not discussed. At this stage, the House can take any one of the following four actions. 1. It may take the bill into consideration immediately or on some other fixed date. 2. It may refer the bill to a select committee of the House. 3. It may refer the bill to a joint committee of the two Houses and 4. It may circulate the bill to elicit public opinion. A select committee consists of members of the House where the bill has originated and a joint committee consists of members of both the Houses of Parliament. B. Committee Stage The usual practice is to refer the bill to a select committee of the House. This committee examines the bill thoroughly and in detail, clause by clause. 
it can also amend its provisions, but without altering the principles underlying it. After completing the scrutiny and discussion, the committee reports the bill back to the House. C. Consideration Stage The House, after receiving the bill from the Select Committee, considers the provisions of the bill clause by clause. Each clause is discussed and voted upon separately. The members can also move amendments and if accepted, they become part of the bill. 3. Third Reading At this stage, the debate is confined to the acceptance or rejection of the bill as a whole and no amendments are allowed as the general principles underlying the bill have already been scrutinized during the stage of second reading. If the majority of members present and voting accept the bill, the bill is regarded as passed by the House. Thereafter, the bill is authenticated by the presiding officer of the House and transmitted to the second House for consideration and approval. A bill is deemed to have been passed by the Parliament only when both the Houses have agreed to it, either with or without amendments. 4. Bill in the Second House In the Second House also, the bill passes through all the three stages, that is, first reading, second reading and third reading. There are four alternatives before this house. A. It may pass the bill as sent by the first house, i.e., without amendments. B. It may pass the bill with amendments and return it to the first house for reconsideration. C. It may reject the bill altogether. And D. It may not take any action and thus keep the bill pending. If the second house passes the bill without any amendments or the first house accepts the amendments suggested by the second house, the bill is deemed to have been passed by both the houses and the same is sent to the president for his assent. On the other hand, if the first house rejects the amendments suggested by the second house or the second house rejects the bill altogether or the second house does not take any action for six months, a deadlock is deemed to have taken place. To resolve such a deadlock, the President can summon a joint sitting of the two houses. If the majority of members present and voting in the joint sitting approves the bill, the bill is deemed to have been passed by both the houses. 5. Assent of the President Every bill after being passed by both houses of Parliament, either singly or at a joint sitting, is presented to the President for his assent. There are three alternatives before the President. A. He may give his assent to the bill or B. He may withhold his assent to the bill or C. He may return the bill for reconsideration of the Houses. If the President gives his assent to the bill, the bill becomes an act and is placed on the statute book. If the President withholds his assent to the bill, it ends and does not become an act. If the President returns the bill for reconsideration and if it is passed by both the Houses again with or without amendments and presented to the President for his assent, the President must give his assent to the bill. Thus, the President enjoys only a suspensive veto. Money Bills Article 110 of the Constitution deals with the definition of money bills. 
it states that a bill is deemed to be a money bill if it contains only provisions dealing with all or any of the following matters. 1. The imposition, abolition, remission, alteration or regulation of any tax. 2. The regulation of the borrowing of money by the union government. 3. The custody of the Consolidated Fund of India or the Contingency Fund of India the payment of monies into or the withdrawal of money from any such fund. 4. The appropriation of money out of the Consolidated Fund of India. 5. Declaration of any expenditure charged on the Consolidated Fund of India or increasing the amount of any such expenditure. 6. The receipt of money on account of the Consolidated Fund of India or the Public Account of India or the custody or issue of such money or the audit of the accounts of the union or of a state, or 7. Any matter incidental to any of the matters specified above. However, a bill is not to be deemed to be a money bill by reason only that it provides for 1. The imposition of fines or other pecuniary penalties, or 2. The demand or payment of fees for licenses or fees for services rendered, or 3. The imposition, abolition, remission, alteration or regulation of any tax by any local authority or body for local purposes. If any question arises whether a bill is a money bill or not, the decision of the Speaker of the Lok Sabha is final. His decision in this regard cannot be questioned in any court of law or in the either House of Parliament or even the President. When a money bill is transmitted to the Rajya Sabha for recommendation and presented to the President for assent, the Speaker endorses it as a money bill. The Constitution lays down a special procedure for the passing of money bills in the Parliament. A money bill can only be introduced in the Lok Sabha and that too on the recommendation of the President. Every such bill is considered to be a government bill and can be introduced only by a minister. After a money bill is passed by the Lok Sabha, it is transmitted to the Rajya Sabha for its consideration. The Rajya Sabha has restricted powers with regard to a money bill. It cannot reject or amend a money bill. It can only make the recommendations. It must return the bill to the Lok Sabha within 14 days, whether with or without recommendations. The Lok Sabha can either accept or reject all or any of the recommendations of the Rajya Sabha. If the Lok Sabha accepts any recommendation, the bill is then deemed to have been passed by both the houses in the modified form. If the Lok Sabha does not accept any recommendation, the bill is then deemed to have passed by both the houses in the form originally passed by the Lok Sabha without any change. If the Rajya Sabha does not return the bill to the Lok Sabha within 14 days, the bill is deemed to have been passed by both the houses in the form originally passed by the Lok Sabha. Thus, the Lok Sabha has more powers than Rajya Sabha with regard to a money bill. On the other hand, both the houses have equal powers with regard to an ordinary bill. Finally, when a money bill is presented to the President, he may either give his assent to the bill or withhold his assent to the bill but cannot return the bill for reconsideration of the houses. Normally, 
The President gives his assent to a money bill as it is introduced in the Parliament with his prior permission. Financial Bills Financial bills are those bills that deal with fiscal matters, that is, revenue or expenditure. However, the Constitution uses the term financial bill in a technical sense. Financial bills are of three kinds. 1. Money Bills, Article 110 2. Financial Bills, 1. Article 117 1. 3. Financial Bills, 2. Article 117 3. This classification implies that money bills are simply a species of financial bills. Hence, all money bills are financial bills, but all financial bills are not money bills. Only those financial bills are money bills, which contain exclusively those matters which are mentioned in Article 110 of the Constitution. These are also certified by the Speaker of Lok Sabha as money bills. The financial bills, 1 and 2, on the other hand, have been dealt with in Article 117 of the Constitution. Financial Bills 1. A financial bill, 1, is a bill that contains not only any or all the matters mentioned in Article 110, but also other matters of general legislation. For instance, a bill that contains a borrowing clause, but does not exclusively deal with borrowing. In two respects, a financial bill, 1, is similar to a money bill, a, both of them can be introduced only in the Lok Sabha and not in the Rajya Sabha and b, both of them can be introduced only on the recommendation of the President. In all other respects, a financial bill, i, is governed by the same legislative procedure applicable to an ordinary bill. Hence, it can be either rejected or amended by the Rajya Sabha, except that an amendment other than for reduction or abolition of a tax cannot be moved in either house without the recommendation of the President. The recommendation of President is not required for moving an amendment making provision for the reduction or abolition of a tax. In case of a disagreement between the two houses over such a bill, the President can summon a joint sitting of the two houses to resolve the deadlock. When the bill is presented to the President, he can either give his assent to the bill or withhold his assent to the bill or return the bill for reconsideration of the houses. Financial Bills 2 A financial bill 2 contains provisions involving expenditure from the Consolidated Fund of India but does not include any of the matters mentioned in Article 110. It is treated as an ordinary bill and in all respects, it is governed by the same legislative procedure which is applicable to an ordinary bill. The only special feature of this bill is that it cannot be passed by either House of Parliament unless the President has recommended to that House the consideration of the bill. Hence, Financial Bill 2 can be introduced in either House of Parliament and recommendation of the President is not necessary for its introduction. In other words, the recommendation of the President is not required at the introduction stage but is required at the consideration stage. It can be either rejected or amended by either House of Parliament. In case of a disagreement between the two Houses over such a bill, 
the President can summon a joint sitting of the two houses to resolve the deadlock. When the bill is presented to the President, he can either give his assent to the bill or withhold his assent to the bill or return the bill for reconsideration of the houses. Thank you so much for listening this audiobook. If this audiobook helped you in any way so please do like and share this audiobook and hit the subscribe button.